What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back for another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 54. We got a guest today. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad that you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. Y'all know what y'all got to do. Like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, hit the notification button. Do all that stuff that y'all supposed to do anyway. Make me a part of your everyday life, all right? Do that for your boy. Do that for me. We're down here at Center Sneaker Store, man, in Mockingbird Station in Dallas. Come down here. Get your, get yourself right. Get your kicks right. Get your fit right. Get something for you. Get something for your lady. Ladies, come get something for your man. Y'all can get something for your kids. Do whatever it is. But just come down here and shop. Spend a little bread. Spend a little money. I promise you it's worth it. When y'all see me so fresh and so fly, just know I'm, sp I'm probably spending too much money in this store, <laughs> but, but y'all come down here and get some of this, man. Y'all know I like to get down. I like to get my motivation in the beginning uh, because, let's be honest, a lot of y'all ain't going to be here at the end anyway. I'm just not for everybody, and that's okay, but before you go, I want you to pick three episodes. By the time you see this one, it'll be 54 of them things out there. Pick one, three episodes, 15 minutes apiece. If you have not fallen in love with me in those three episodes... Pick three more, and then pick three more, and then pick three more, and then pick three more until you figured it out, and now you love me. Like, and put it in your group chat. Your mother want to hear from me. Your daddy want to hear from me. Your grandmother wants to hear Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. All right, man, here's what I got for y'all. And this is, I don't even know if this is motivation, but this is something I want you guys to ponder, to think about. Make a list of these things and really ask yourself this question. Does what you want want you back? Mm. Does what you want want you back? And it's not just relationship, right? The easiest thing to say, oh, relationship, right? Is, does this relationship, does this person want me back? I want her. I want him. Do they want me back? What about the job? What about money? Right? A lot of y'all want money. But it seems like y'all can't keep it. Don't feel like money wants y'all back. <laughs> it's a lot of things that you have to look at in life and you have to ask yourself the simple question. Is what I want, does it want me back? Because if it doesn't want you back, no matter how much and no matter how hard and no matter how often you chase after it, you go after it, you're, you're drilling away after it, you're never going to catch it. So you have to ask yourself the question and make a list of those things. Is what you want or what you, what, whatever that thing is that you want in life, does it want you back? Some of it might say, yeah, perfect match. Some of it might be red flags. <laughs> you better be able to figure it out. Or you're just running out, you're running on a, on a, on a, on a, like a hamster. You're just running. You're just running and running and not going anywhere. All right? All right, man, let's get into this thing. I got a guess for y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all it's time for church. It's time for church. It's time for church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your church fingers up. Put your fans on. Put your tambourines, man. I got my guy, Barry Church. What's up, my brother? What's going on, man, God, man. man I'm so happy you I'm, I'm good, brother. I'm happy you're here, man. Look yeah. Good. I'm trying, brother. I'm Everything trying, man. Good on you, Just man. turned 40 on Monday. 40. 40. 
See, hey, forty, good, man. Forty, good. brother. Blessed too. Blessed, blessed too. Yeah, man. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes, I'm blessed and highly favored. Yes, indeed, yeah, but man, thank you so much for being here, brother. Thanks for man. having me, man. And, and we want to get on this thing. I appreciate it, brother. You know? so, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that reached out. I hit you, baby. I hit you up a, a you, while ago. You did. I'm just saying. You I'm just you saying. Did. You did. You did. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, man, let's jump right into it, brother. Um, you're like you're you're kind of a pseudo Yankee like me. You're from up north. From up north, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're from yeah, up, up Pennsylvania, you. right? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, yes. Sir. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Um, t- walk me through what was what was high school Barry like? <laughs> like what was high school? Like how was high school Barry? Man, high school Barry. Um, I'm gonna say it was kind of similar to where I'm at right now, but. A lot less confident in who I am because, you know, growing up, we all just, you know, trying to figure out what was what, you know. And um, thankful for me growing up, I had a I had a great circle, man. Like my family, you know, two parent household. Father was he was strict, but it was in a good way. You know, he was he, he taught me lessons with it. It wasn't just he was just mean or just being, you know, berating me for no reason. He always kind of taught a lesson with it. So. You know, I always thank him for making sure, you know, I grew up the right way. Uh, mother was always in my life as well. Grandparents, they still around too. So that kind of had that that circle around me. Um, siblings as well that was always kind of leading me in the right direction. And uh, young Barry, when you t- <laughs> young Barry, he, he was confused. Yeah. He, was, he was confused out there. You know, what, what did I want to do? You know, what avenue did I want to go in? Sports, I wasn't sure because I didn't really – get like into sports until man probably high school like really? I was, yeah i was i was kind of just you know books all in the books my mom's a huge reader so like my mom mm. thousands and thousands of so books you read at the like house. eight thousand books like cat williams did i like cat williams. oh no no i wasn't i wasn't oh, close okay. to eight thousand but you know i thought you was like cat williams he was, he was like he ain't read eight thousand books no, in i ain't reading nowhere near <laughs> that nah my mom's may have but me nowhere near but yeah just you know waiting to see what type of sports avenue I was going to go into. And then when I finally got a hold of it, it kind of took off from high school. But, yeah, I was just like everybody else, man, just kind of confused and trying to figure things out. Was football your first love? Like, like what – what brought you to football? Was it was it like did you like track or like ba- basketball, baseball? Like I was a multi sport athlete. Like what what were your loves in athletics and what drove you to football? Yeah, it was really um, track. Track and field was huge um, for me growing up because I mean I just I just love seeing just the speed out there and just cats just rolling. And for me, I was never fast, so like I always wanted to be that guy. So I was always training and training in track and field to try to get faster and faster. It, it never panned out. You know, yeah. I always was a four six guy. I mean. I, it, 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 that's cool with me. That's yes, cool with me. About a four, 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 five guy. I'm right there with yeah, you. I'm brother. telling you. So, um, so track and field was my first love, man. And I, I, like triple jump, that was my thing, man. State champion and triple jump, like that was my thing, man. I love the technique with it, just being explosive. The technique in the air to get you those extra couple feet, man. It was just, it was just kind of a masterpiece to me when you talk about track and field. But that was my first love, and then. One of the coaches in high school, Neil Gordon, uh, he, I don't think, is he around still? He may be around still, but he was a cool dude when I was around there. Kind of looked at me and was like, man, you, you kind of explosive. You're a bigger dude, kind of explosive. Man, why don't you come out for the football team for a little bit just to see what you got? You right. know, just, you know, just see what happens. You might love it, you might not. Who knows? And uh, ever since then, man, I kind of fell in love with football and never looked back. I mean, that was my freshman year. And then from then on, it was just football. Track kind of became that second place thing to me, but I did it in the off season, but. Once I once you once you fall in love with the game, man, it's it's tough it to get out of there. Yeah, it, it, it does. It's addicting, man. Yeah. It's addicting. So now, like, were you always a safety? Or did you start like running back, or you start cornerback, you start receiver? Like, where where were you? Like, when you got to football, it was like, yo, Barry, you go, you got deep third. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they was not. I was mad. So <laughs> <laughs> early on, man, I didn't really get like. 
my coordination, everything down to maybe like my junior year. Yeah. So like freshman year, I was they started me out. I didn't start, but they put me at tight end. And you know, to me, I'm thinking, you know what, I, I should be out there with the receivers, man. What you mean? Like I can, I can, I can get loose out there a little bit. He's like, nah, man. Sit, you know, sit over there, <laughs> over there by the tight end spot. So I was sitting at the tight end for a while. And then uh, one of the receivers got hurt. Uh, his name was Dorian Scott. I'll never forget it, man. He got hurt, and, and then the coach was kind of just like, man, why don't you try out receiver a little bit? And it's ever since then, man, it took off. When you're talking about just being a receiver, and I, that's my first love. Like, I might have made, made it to the league as a defender and hitting people and being physical, and that was my game. But, man, if I could play receiver, I mean, it was – that's my favorite position. That's funny because if I can go back in time, mm -hmm. I would play safety. Really? This is the honest to God truth. Schools recruited me to go play safety. The problem was I wasn't physical. Like, I didn't want to hit – in high school, Jesse, didn't want to hit anybody. Huh. If you weren't looking, I'd knock your helmet off. <laughs> but if it came to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm the last line of defense, yeah. I would legitimately, like, let you kind of run by me a little bit and grab your jersey. I didn't really want to hit anybody. You didn't want no contact? Nah, bro. But you, you, you was a big cat, though. No, I wasn't. In high school, you went no, big bro, like that? I no, was, bro, I was about 6'1", 6'2", about 165 pounds. Really? Bro, I was, I was thin. What I was you put thin. size on it? In college? In college. Okay, I guess. In college. Okay. I, okay. In college. But if I can go back, I'm like, boy, I... I had some. I had some. I, I can track the ball, right? Because mm -hmm. basketball, I can track the ball. I, I had range. I was tall. And I was like, oh, I should have went and played safety. Like I could have been a safety for ten years in the league, yeah. but I just I did not want any contact. It wasn't until my second time in the league mm -hmm. that I really got physical because I was like, they start telling me about special teams, and it was about like, to say, man, we when yeah, we yeah, was yeah. playing, no, nah, you was coming off that edge. Boys was like, wait a second, because it was it was either be physical and play yeah. special teams yeah. or go be a security guard. Which one? Yeah. Go work, one at, go work at T-Mobile. Yeah. Go be a security guard. Yeah. Or, hey, you the L5. You got to take the L5. Take, the, yeah, take on the wedge. That was the wedge bust. I'm about to say, that was the wedge busting days. I'm man. like, I'm not going back to that. Plenty of cats getting knocked off. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not going. <laughs> say less. Where they at? Point them out. And remember, like, my first came in the league, I, I, I came in at a time where there was, um, there were there were four-man wedges, like linemen, hand-to-hand. -hand. It wasn't two-by-two. Two. Oh, man. So, oh, so you had the – oh, came in that, I came in in that era. Like, I came in in that era where Ooh. a lot of – you talking about – this is where they – concussions wasn't looked – they weren't frowned upon. And helmets wasn't like that. No, Yeah, no, man, no, helmet no, no, wasn't no, no. like how they is no. now, man. No, All right, no. so, so you, you make the transition. Now you're playing defensive back. You got your coordination going on. Mm -hmm. And then, like, all right, so recruiting is happening now, yeah, right? Like, so right. recruiting is happening. And, and what led you to, uh, to Toledo? So it came down my senior year. Um, it came down to, to really three schools. It was uh, Michigan State, Cincinnati, actually four, Michigan State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and Toledo. And Michigan State, they wanted me to play receiver, actually. But at this point, I had already got a taste for defense. Like, you know, I figured – I looked ahead a little bit, and I was like – Look, I'm a four by this time, four six, four seven guy. Like, how much damage am I gonna right. do at the next level at receiver? Like, it's just not gonna happen. And this was before the hybrid tight ends right. and all that craziness. So, um, Michigan State off the board because all they wanted with me to do was play offense. So I was like, I can't really excel. I can't really get my next self to the next level being on offense. So I had to be defense. So then it came down to Toledo, Cincinnati, and uh, West Virginia. And when I went to Cincinnati, I had just the time of my life. And I knew I wasn't going to graduate. <laughs> like, I knew I, there was no way I was going to get out of there. I'm talking about it. It, it was like he got game, Jesus Shuttlesworth type 
official visit. Like, I, it was one of them type things. That happened to me at Michigan State. Yo. But go ahead. But go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'll, go ahead. So, so I had one of them visits at Cincinnati, and I was like, man, there's just no way. Like, there's no way I'm going to graduate. I'm going to end up getting kicked out of school or something. <laughs> so then I was like, all right, man, West Virginia or Toledo. Like, I went on my visits, had a blast, wasn't too crazy. But, you know, they were both cool schools. And I looked at it. And this was back when West Virginia was like number yeah. two in the country. Yeah, Pat White, Pat you know, White, Steve, uh, Slayton. Steve Slayton was out yeah. there, you know. So I'm looking at there like Pat McAfee. McAfee. Pat McAfee, he was the great McAfee Pat was McAfee. out there. Um, but so you know, looking at that, I was like, can I go to the number two school in the nation? You know, be a little fish in a big pond, or go to Toledo, the MAC conference, which they put out solid players as well, and be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. You know, after talking to my pops and everything, going back and forth, I was like, man, I, I got to make that, that that move to Toledo. Even though it was a smaller school, I had the number two team in the country, all that good stuff. But me and my dad both thought, like, you know, you can play as a freshman. And uh, you'll get those reps in as a freshman and get your name out there early enough. And this was before transferring NIL and all that stuff. So there was no thought of that. It was like, you're going to be here for four, four years. years. So um, I thought about it, and I was like, man, look, my best shot to get to the next level is, you know, putting as much tape as I can out there, basically right. playing all four years. And it ended up working out, you know, to the best for myself. You know, went to Toledo, had an amazing career there, and uh, went from there. But, yeah, it came down to those schools. And, and, and if I would went to Cincinnati, man, who knows? I mean, <laughs> who knows where I'd be at right now? So three degrees of separation, you went to Toledo, and someone that I competed against in fourth and long with Young Michael Hop. Irvin – Andrew Hawkins. Yeah, my he, boy. You were you were you were you were young you were young pup. Yeah, I right. Know. And he was yeah. probably what junior senior. Yeah, he was a junior. He was a he junior. Was a junior. Yeah. Right, right. So what, what was your experience like? Did you and Hawk ever have like? Of course, I mean y'all had relationship, mm -hmm. but like, like I remember I remember meeting Hawk and and, and you know hearing he was the Toledo and we we shared stories stuff like that. And he told me one time he's out in the party. That's like. I'm about to give you a behind-the-scenes Hawk no story. Doubt, no doubt. If anybody sees Andrew Hawkins on on TV, you'll see his front tooth is fake. Oh yeah, he got he got into a fight. Oh yeah, you you know what I'm talking oh, about. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking. <laughs> He a big old knot yeah, right He got to a fight. He still got residual. He still got. <laughs> I forgot about that. Hawk, it was, it was my bad. boy. We it sorry. We sorry. But Hawk got to a fight. Got cracked in the face. With a, yeah, with a with bottle. bottle. Yeah, with a bottle. Off my <laughs> I'm mad. My man laughing. I'm not mad because this is not funny. But at the time, you know, Toledo. When you end on campus, yeah. you're straight. You're straight. It's cool. Right. But as soon as you venture outside of campus, it gets, it gets dicey. It's Same a little hood out there. Same, Same thing, thing in Cincinnati. Yeah. And, you know, they all went out football squad. Everywhere. It was just called this spot downtown called Shadow Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, what are, you, what are you guys doing there? So, you know how football players are when they going out together. You yeah. know, everybody kind of like, yeah, yeah, we big and yeah, bad. We know yeah. football players. We deep. We out here. Yeah. Nobody going to mess with yeah. us. Same type of situation, you know. The locals said, The locals nah. said, no, nah, we ain't with it. So everybody stuck together. It was Washington. <laughs> just everybody had each other's back. They wouldn't mess with it because we, we outweigh everybody there. And for some reason, they baited Hawk into the to the, to the alleyway. You like, like just kind of like messing with him, you know, backing up. Messing with and he went back there by himself. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Hawk. My I'm bad, sorry. my I'm bad. Sorry. He went back there by himself. It got man. ugly. It got ugly it got for him. It got ugly for him. You survived. He survived. He did. He survived. He's thriving. He's man, thriving man. now. That's all. That, that's all that matters. Shout out to my boy Hawk. Um, oh, all right. So you get man. through Toledo, graduate. Yes, sir. Yes, graduate. Yes, sir. Mom wasn't playing that. Mm -hmm. Get through Toledo. Yes, sir. You graduate, and now it comes to the 
the NFL process, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You put your name in the draft, you're off training, you're getting ready for combine and pro days. You, you go to the East-West Shrine. Yeah, I went to the East-West, yep. yeah. Yeah, East-West. East-West Shrine, and you're having all this. Should have went to the same bowl, but. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same way. Man, um, man. You're having all this success, and yep. things seem like it's going well. Mm-hmm. Did you have like a, um, um, a draft day projection? You felt like, you know what, like, all right, cool. I'm not going first round. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's sure. realistic. Sure. Like, all right, cool. I'm not going first round, mm-hmm. but. I, I'm, I could be like a third, fourth rounder, fifth rounder. hundred percent. Like, I, and I'm still sick to this day. Like, I'm, <laughs> I should have been drafted, man. That was a whole process, and I didn't have a big party or nothing like that. It was just me, my moms, and my pops. And man, that day hurt me to this day still, because I'm sitting there and I knew I wasn't gonna get first rounder. And we was, I was in a deep safety class, so it was like Eric Berry, um, Taylor Mays, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. Like, it was a deep safety class. And I remember sitting there, first round go, I ain't, all right, whatever, first round, I'm, I'm going to be straight. Uh, second round come, I'm like, I, you know, I didn't think I was going to be, I thought I was going to be maybe four to seven in there somewhere, but I was going to get drafted. I was going to be drafted. Third round go, I'm like, all right, you know, we, we straight still, we straight. That last day come, four through seven, and I'm like, all right, I know I'm going to get a call. I know I'm going to get a call. And I knew – my, like, my parents was kind of like, I don't know, because my mom, she stopped watching it with me. She, right, she was right. like, I can't see my boy. I can't see him being disappointed. Like, so she left. So she goes into the room on the other side, because I knew I was going to break down eventually if I didn't get dragged. And my pops, he stuck right there with me. But, man, it was it was brutal, because I'm seeing kickers and, and punters getting drafted off the board. And I'm like, hold on. I'm, I was first team all Mac all four years. Like, I went up to Michigan. We beat Michigan. I balled out like – my numbers weren't unbelievable at the combine, but they were far from the worst. So I'm sitting there thinking, man, you know what? This, I got it. I got it. Six around, come back. Man, it's a little late, but you know I got time still. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a call. I'm get hit from my agent. He's like, yeah, you know, we just gotta, you know, make sure some of these other safeties get taken off the board, maybe, and then you know we might have a shot. And I'm thinking, like, hold on, man, I'm have better than all these yeah, dudes. Right, what you right. mean, like? Man, seventh round come around, it's just it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm sitting there like, man, what the this? And then my pops, he. He, I've never seen this man cry. Never seen this man cry. So he got his arm around me. We sitting there, pick, 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 and it comes down to it. I'm just like, ain't no way I'm getting drafted. There's like five picks left. I'm not getting drafted. So I break down. I was like, man, I, you know, this is my dream. I just, all my life had gone to to get to this point, to get drafted and to go, because I've been on a schedule. Like we we, we all have been on a schedule with, when it comes to football, you know, from, from a little age, whatever you start, you're always in a schedule. So I'm figuring out, okay, this is the next step in my schedule. And this was before I knew anything about like how undrafted free agents work, where you got to come in and you, I, I just thought you got drafted and you went. And if you didn't get drafted, you, it was over with. So I'm breaking down. My pa, I look up, pop, tears come down his eye because he's seeing me, you know, breaking down and stuff. And I'm like, man, I thought it was done. Like, I'm like, man, no, what's, what's, what's part two now? What's, you know, what's my plan B? What's it going to be? And um, then I started getting these flooded calls. And then, you know, five, six calls come around. My agent's like, all right, man, you got basically 10, 15 minutes you got to decide where you want to go and to have the best shot. So where were some of those teams? Of course, we know Dallas. Yeah, here here right? in Dallas. Right? We know yep. Dallas, mm-hmm. but what were some other those other teams that called that you were kind of like, okay, got they, a might, shot they might have a shot. And what made you – so what are the other teams, and then mm-hmm. what made you choose Dallas? So the other teams were Washington, Carolina, um, Seattle. What was the last one? It was Ohio team. So it might have been Cincinnati or Cleveland or, or one of them teams. Those were the main four I can remember that I ended up, like, choosing which one. And it came down to actually Joe, Joe D. Camillus, uh, who we both know very well. That's my guy. 
Joe D. Camillus, our special teams coordinator, and then um, Brent Maxey. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. Brent. Yeah, his son does. His son does uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a safeties coach at the yep. time. So D. Camillus calls up, calls the house up. Um, after I talked to my agent, Joe D. Camillus said, hey, man, I watched the tape. You know, I like what you can do out there. You know, I think you can contribute on the special teams and really have a role on this team. You know, tell me what you want to do eventually, but I think you can have a big-time role here as special teams is concerned. And then Brent Maxey hopped on the phone and was like, yeah, and you know, we like the tape as well. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, y'all drafted a guy in the fourth <laughs> round. You know, that could have been me. You drafted a safety in the fourth round. It wasn't me. Shout out to Kwasi. That's my man. But should have been me anyway. That's right. That's right. But, um, yeah, so then, you know, he, he basically was like, yeah, we like your tape too. We think you could work with you as well. Um, let us know. And then that's when I got back on the line with my agent and was like, look, you know, I think this is my best opportunity. Because realistically, man, I, we all do, I looked at the, the competition. And I looked at the roster, and I saw they had Sensen Ball, who's my man still to this day. Sensen Ball was there. Allen Ball had just transitioned from corner, so it was like he was a seventh rounder. So I'm like, all right, I got a little shot here. And then beneath them was, you know, my man's Pat Watkins. Yep, he um, Michael Hamlin. Clemson, yep. Yep, Clemson, Michael Hamlin. And then uh, I forget who else might have been there, but Aquasi, who they drafted. Right. And then it was me, McCray, and all them boys. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking – yeah, this is. I got a chance here. Yeah, I got a chance here. I just gotta, I gotta do what it do, and I got that toe in, and then that rest was it. History. Yeah, rest is history. And it's funny that you say Jody Camillas because that that's someone that we both share, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I tell young players all the time, like like you wanna if you're not a high draft pick, yeah, you I call it a sponsor. Like you need a sponsor in that in that room. Like you mm-hmm. need somebody that's in that room saying. This is my guy, mm-hmm. right? And 100%. like, you need a guy that's gonna be like, well, he maybe isn't. Nah, that's my guy. Yeah, and, and and a lot of times, the guys who stick around is because you have a sponsor mm-hmm. in the room. And for me, like you, it was Jody, uh, and, and Jody was the one who gave me my shot. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When I when I officially got when I finally got to the Cowboys and made my way through there, it was Jody that was like, listen. And I don't know about you, but when I was in school, because of how good I was, I didn't play special teams. No word. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't do any. I didn't. I, I, might, I might have been like on one or two. Like I remember my coach one time. Coach, shout out to Coach Webb. Coach Webb again. I didn't want to be physical, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Coach Webb said, you know, I need dogs and da da da. Especially cool. He's like, you know, if 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 excuse my friends, he's like, but if you a pussy. I don't want you on special teams. You need to raise your hand and let me know because I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to assign no pussies, no assignments. Da 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 da. And I, me sitting in the front row, I was like, <laughs> I, said, well, I, smoke. I said, Coach Webb, this ain't. I'm not the guy. I'm like, because you're gonna put me out on kickoff, and I'm not running into nobody. Like I'm not doing. Yeah, gonna do that. Yeah, he's like, you know That's what? Wild. So he's like, Coach Webb, like, I think you're a pussy, but I respect your honesty. <laughs> Cause I'm like I don't want you to I don't want y'all to get out there and start thinking I'm a, I'm, I'm 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 you know what I'm saying like yeah. right, I'm not you want me to stand behind the center and take on this dude as the as a personal protector Nah I'm good and that's crazy because you was one of the best special teams players Bruh. I ever seen like you were Sam Hurt and I'm sitting there like when life comes on, at you like, fast you have to make a decision at that time I had a decision and I was like I'm good I'm like I'm like because in my head I'm thinking I'm thinking like you think I'm like bro. All right, cool. I was, you know, my freshman year I started, and then my sophomore year I was like, you know, all ACC honorable mm-hmm. mention. I'm like, this thing is getting, it's getting. It's getting more, yeah. I'm like, all right. At the time, it was, it was, it was as far as receivers were ranked in the ACC. It was my junior, my junior year. It was Megatron, um, Chauncey Stuckey, and me. Man. I'm like, I'm like third in the ACC, and That's so I'm like. Did. Run off, kick, kick up. Nah, kick off. what is nah. this? No, 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 no. But but Jody was definitely one who was like, I know, 
like, like I, listen, I'm trying to help you here. Yeah. And I, but it, and I had to, I had to make the determination of what do I want more? Do I want to be out on the street like I was? Bro, that's that's crazy because when you say you don't play T, I'm telling you, we used to go into meetings like, man, if they got me lined up across <laughs> from Jesse, the, and they used to, what used to t piss me and Daddy off, the, you would come up to the line before we, you know, we before, we got pads on. If it's a full pad day, we like, here we go. And you would come up to the line, hey, nothing personal, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> And get down, like, nothing personal, nothing personal. It, it wasn't. But it wasn't. And, I, and, and we that, get it. Like, we, and that was the thing that, and I love that, like, you understood, and Danny mm -hmm. understood, and Choice understood, and Sam understood, and all these guys understood, because I'm like, it's not personal. No. And I used to tell you, I'm like, if y'all don't want me to go hard, give me 5000 because yeah. I'm going to need this yeah. when they cut me. Yeah, that's and I was nice. like, I just got to, like, listen, guys, because Jody used to always tell me, listen, you want to just keep doing what you're doing. You're standing out on tape. You, mm -hmm. you, he's like, he's like you, if you want to be in the rotation, beat the guys in the rotation. Beat the guys ahead that of you. That was facts. And I was like, I used to tell him, like, Hey y'all, this is not anything personal. Like I promise we'd you, we be sitting there. Oh, here we go. We strapped yeah, up. Yeah, because you're like, man, it's Wednesday. Come on, man. My body hurts. It's Still week hurting. Nine. You like? Oh, I'm like, man. I'm man. sorry, but but you, gotta, you had to do. I had though. to do what I had to do. That's so um, you get to the Cowboys, mm -hmm. and and it's a, it, it was a shock to me when I got to the Cowboys, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't you 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 hear about it, you see it on TV. But now that you're immersed in it, like now that you're on the other side of it, was there anything that you were like, wait a second, this is this big business. Like this is what what about the what about the mystique of being a cowboy kind of caught you by surprise when you got there? Man, I'll tell you, when my first time really seeing Jerry, like walking into Valley Ranch, you know how the old setup was. And it wasn't rookie minicamp, because you were a bunch of just rookies there and, and guys that may have been in a year, one or two years. It was really hit me when we walked into that first team meeting room. I think it was maybe mandatory minicamp. I think that's the first time or any time when, when everybody was there, all 53 of us. You know, Romo, everybody, Miles, Autumn was in there. I'm walking in. Man, you know how that old Valley Ranch, <laughs> it was old, too. That thing was mad. It was, <laughs> that was old. It was but old. the meeting room, you know, had a little theater-style yeah. seating. And all the people that were going to talk or say whatever they were going to say were usually ducked off in the corner right here getting ready to go up. So I walk in. I see Mr. Jones in there, you know, suited and booted. I'm like, man, that's Jerry Jones right there. Look to my right, I see D. Ware standing up, walking in. I'm like, man, what? Dude look like Hercules on TV. He look like it in person as well. And I'm just like, man, these are dudes. Like Spears was sitting right there. Like I'm like, man, these are dudes that I'm that I've watched. And, and when I was in high school, you know, I see D. Ware getting getting sacks out there, and I'm like, man, what do, do I belong in this room? It was my first thing. Like, how am I gonna compete with these dudes? I see. I was watching Pat Watkins on TV. Like, how am I gonna compete with these dudes? Mike Jenkins, Terrence Newman, and, and I'm sitting there like, to me, these are guys that I played with in Madden. That I'm just like, I'm in the same room with these guys, and it really took me back, man. It was just like, whoa, all right, it's real now. It's real out here. So. Sat down in the back with the rest of the rookies, and, and I was just in awe of the whole setup and how everything was going. And when you talk about a business side of it, I really didn't get that business side until probably my second or third year. Because if I'm being honest, things kind of just kind of fell in the, in the road for me as, as a rookie. I mean, I'm going against guys. Pat Watkins gets hurt, to me, me, uh, misses a lot of OTAs. That gives me more opportunities. You know, cats were getting hurt during training. It just kind of fell into place. But when I walked in on my third year and 
I see D-Ware walking towards me, and I'm like, I'm going to be third or fourth year. I see D-Ware walking towards me. I'm like, oh, we about to go run. What's up, man? Let's go Let's go get this run in. He walked in like, man, you know, they, they got they, they released me. It's, it's, it's a wrap. And, I, and that was like, oh, if, if he, if D-Ware, Hall of Fame <laughs> D-Ware, all-time sack leader, whatever you want to, if he can get it, get cut, I'm like, oh, man. So that's when the business side kind of really, really hit me like in the chest. Like, man, hold on. This thing ain't real out here. It, can, it, it, it ain't guaranteed. All right, so you, so you go through your rookie mm-hmm. year, your first year, second year. Now you're the guy. Like, yeah, like yeah. you're the guy now. Like, yeah. there is no more, you know, hey, church, you get the back end, the reps. You yeah. know, you, you get the, you know, because what people don't know, like, so you in practice you have periods. And each period you have about 12 plays, right, 10, 12 plays, depending on what y'all working on that particular day. And normally the backups, they'll probably get, like, you know, the starters will get their spot. You'll get, like, the last four, four. If that, yeah, If that, yeah, you know what that, I'm saying? Yeah. You might get in there. Unless one of the guys, you want to, like, yo, come get me right quick. Yeah. I'm doing something, you know, mm-hmm. you might get in there. But now you're the guy. Yeah. Right, like mm-hmm. you, you're the, you're the, hey, first team, you we out you there. out there. Running, we you, looking at the script, like right, oh, yeah. we got this, okay, yeah. seven so, on so, seven. So yeah. now, so now, you, you know, what I'm saying you're the guy. What is your mindset like? Like, like what? What was the transition from being? Well, I'm a backup, I'm a special teams guy. You know, I'm a play sparingly, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be on special teams. To now knowing, you know, I'm I'm like the quarterback back here. Like I'm yeah. I'm the guy that's calling the signals back here for the secondary. Yo, it was it was it was a, it was eye opening because because I really you know before that time before I was really being honest here but before you know I got started and everything man, I wasn't watching film like that I ain't going like I was I wasn't watching I'm you know special teams I was watching you know the teams I wasn't watching offenses like you know what I'm saying like, I'm being that's real. real that's real, that's real. I was like I was that's I was real. doing my special teams thing making sure I knew what was right but defensively I wasn't watching film like that but then when I got thrust into the starting lineup. Um, and I had to beat out this guy by the name of Rodney Poole, who I thought, because I thought, once again, like I was talking about earlier, things kind of just fell in line. So after my second year, I'm thinking, oh, this, this is my spot now. Like, you know, they didn't bring Allen Ball back. I'm like, all offseason, it's me and uh, Sensor Ball, you know, doing our thing. I'm like, oh, this is my spot. And then another, that's another aspect of the business. They had brought Rodney Poole in. And when I'm thinking, it's all sweet. And then I'm, oh, this is my spot. And then I hear Rob Ryan talking about, no, yeah, we gotta we gotta see what's up with that strong safety spot. You know, we gotta see the competition. And I'm like, hold on, like, and I thought that was my spot. And that's another thing you gotta remember, right? So Rob Ryan's there, yeah, yeah. and and there's nothing that like people have to realize, like coaches bring their guys, and that was his guy. And that's his from, guy from New York, from New York. Yeah. So that and that's another aspect that people don't realize is, and I tell young kids, hey, be kind to your coaches, yeah. Because position coaches become coordinators, coordinators become head coaches, yep. and guys bring their guys. Because for Rob, in his complex scheme, and he had a oh, complex yeah, scheme, oh, right? Yeah, he had a crazy. complex scheme. Yeah. So for him, it's always, who can I bring in that understands my language? Mm-hmm. Who understands the calls, the checks, who's been a part of it, who's been in it? Mm-hmm. And and that's another aspect of it. you like, wait, so I'm not, I, I'm not your guy. Like that's I, what they, exactly. I'm not your. I thought oh, I was penciled in. No, he's your guy. Oh, man. okay. And I was so, a real eye opener right there. So, man. so they bring in Brody Poole, mm-hmm. and, and now you're you're competing. Yep. And to me, and I did this anytime I was in that competitive mode where I had to try to win a spot or you know. Yeah. What's the mindset? Company. Like, what is the mindset? So in- to me, is keep your friends close, but not necessarily enemies. But I'm competing with you, so keep your enemies closer. So to me. 
Bronny, we, we working out together, man. Come on. Like, I got to check with see what you got going on. So we, everything, we, DB drills, you know, working out in the weight room. I got to see what the competition is like. And that's, that's what I did. So I'm, me and him side by side the entire time. And, you know, we, he's a cool dude, so I was friendly with him. But in the back of my mind, I always had that, look, man, I, I'm just here with you so I can take your spot. But basically. that's an unspoken, that's an unspoken kind of thing. Because yeah. everybody knows, right? Yeah. Like, like, you go into a room. And you're saying, yeah, we cool. We the DBs. We the receivers. We this. We that. We there. But I'm like, it's a, it's, it's a doggy dog world in now there. Now we cool. But if coach say me and you, it's gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Like like you always and and I always tell people like I never wish injury on anybody. But mm -hmm. I'm like, but if if Patrick Creighton, if your ankle get turned, I hope you heal. Just not soon. Hey, that's you know facts. What I mean? But that's that, like facts. like it sounds crazy, but like it is. Like that's the nature of it. I mean, think like, about work undrafted, so we right. scratching claw for everything. Yeah, we the alley dogs. Yeah, we the, we the yeah. literally we the we the alley dog. <laughs> that was the name right. of our group that I would call the alley dogs. Yeah. And it was like we gotta we gotta scrape for every single every, bone. Everything, everything. And, and so a lot, I think a lot of people don't understand. That's like there is an there is an unspoken spoken language of yes, we are cool. Yes, we are friends. Yes, we can even be tight. Mm -hmm. But if it's me or you. I'm picking me one hundred percent of the time. Yes. Like I'm not trying to sabotage you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. But if the coach asks me, "Hey, is it you or him? Who you taking?" Bro, it's me. All day. I, no All offense, day. but it's, um, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like I'm not giving them bad calls. Like, like I ain't right, gonna like right, if he's right. like church. You know what is this? I'm, I'm gonna explain everything to you. Right. You know I'm gonna have it to you. I ain't gonna do you like that. But when it comes to you know. I, don't, I, I had to make sure I was better than that guy. Right, so, right. like, when it worked out, I was competition. I was, yes, that's, that's what it came down to. And then, then I kind of knew I had this spot when we got to camp. And you remember going out to Oxnard, how we used to do it in the, the San conditioning Antonio. drill. Oh, yeah. Oh, that San was, Antonio. That was the worst camp of my life, yeah. man. San Antonio. <laughs> then, go, man, I was, I it was just San didn't Antonio, Oxnard. One year we did San Antonio, Oxnard, Canton. Yeah, I Back, was there. Yeah, we did like we did there. like mad trips was, around. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. San Antonio, not to get too far off, but San Antonio, you was in a hotel and you was in inside the dome. So there was time you didn't even see the sun. Right. Like it was, Legit. It was a crazy setup. Legit. Like crazy Legit. setup. But yeah, I kind of knew going into camp, we had that conditioning test. And that was making or breaking a lot of cats. You know, a lot of cats. You know, shout out to my guy Felix Jones, but that kind of yeah. that was that was his uh -huh. his downfall was the conditioning thing. So we go into the conditioning, I knock it out. I'm like, yes, all right, I finished it. And I look over to my right. Bronny, come on, man. You got, you know, you gotta finish this out. And he wasn't able to finish the test. And from there, I was like, oh, I got this. I, I got this, this is my he spot. Blinked. But, yeah, right, that was it. Like, that that was that one like, time. He like, blinked. I got him. I got him. It was over then. Cause then he couldn't practice again until he passed the test. Man, that gave me three, four days of, of just being me with the ones. That's it. No looking back. They never, they never, he didn't even make it to pads. He was like, they was like, man, you know what? We'll see you when we see it type deal. It was wild. Man, man. that's crazy. Wild. Cause that's like, that's like, think about that. Like you're just a conditioning chess separated. Like there's so many moments in your career, like in the careers when yeah. you look at it and you go, what was the defining moment? It was like, well, well, I did my conditioning test. That's it. And that was the difference for me being a backup and then being expendable. Yep. Uh, and and be yeah. really, I could have been, I could have been him. Exactly. Right? They could have gave like, you the handshake. They could have hey, came man, in, like, hey, we appreciate all that yep. you did, but you know, we'll mail your stuff to you. Exactly. <laughs> you know, what you what know how that used to be. Man, <laughs> the Grim Reaper yeah. used to come around. But hey, Bruce um, Mays. Okay, so you you, it's your job. You go through it all. Um, but then in year four. 
Yeah. You get hurt. Now, that was three because this is my first three. year starting. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is my first year, first year starting. So, yeah. Game, game three or four, game maybe. Three, yeah, early yeah, in that year. Early, man. Sick of Achilles. Popped it. And I still, to this day, don't know how it happened. Right. It's just one of them things that it just, I guess I stepped the wrong way because I remember like it was yesterday, man. We were sitting there going against Tampa Bay. Garrett Blunt and them dudes. I'm, I'm, I was balling that game because G was hurt. Since some ball was hurt. And so McCray, he got his opportunity to come in. And it was me. And that was that's the homie. That's still the homie to this day. And we went in there together to start in safeties. Undrafted me. was like, we're going to do this. So I'm balling, too. I'm having a good game. And, man, I'm in the back, back pedal in the middle of the field. And I see the running back. They get they hand it off. So I'm like, oh, I got to go get this. Man, I planted. And I thought it was a good plant. Felt like somebody kicked the hell out of the back of my calf. And I'm like, man, what, who's on the field? Nobody. I turned around, looked around. Well, nobody back there. I was the deepest of the deepest. And I'm like, man, what's going on? Tried to move that thing. Man, it was it was over with. What was the mindset at that point in time? Because, right, because, like, even though you're starting, you're still thinking to yourself, this could end any day. Like, Oh, I was sick because, you know, they, they walked me back to the locker room. They already knew what it was. And sent some ball. You know, he sat with me for about a a quarter because it was like early in the game so he sat with me for about a quarter in that locker room as I was bawling crying I can just remember saying this to myself not like this not like this like the I'm like in my head just like all oh, this shit out of not like this man undrafted clawing scratching special teams all that and not to go out like this man they can't because I'm thinking Achilles this was before Cats was coming back from ACLs like that this was before you know Cats was so it was always man Achilles you always heard was the ender like that was that was gonna be it for you so I'm just man I'm just thinking not like this man that was my that was the, the thought and I was saying it out loud a hundred times man it was and I had to pray on it pray on it man it was tough though you get back you actually get a deal which, which is un which is crazy crazy which man. is crazy I got I'm I'm I tear the Achilles you thing. missed the remainder of the year remainder like you say early in the year and that that I, I I mean that's the value of what you brought to the team yeah. it was like yo we we're gonna put this we're gonna get this guy a deal on an injury on, I'm coming in with the scooter yeah John Phillips I still to this day John Phillips <laughs> man you the only you know. They come in here and sign a deal yeah. on a scooter. That's like, crazy. Like it was wild. You talk about was a blessing. Wild. It's like yeah, it was. to tear an Achilles. And here you are thinking, man, not like this. This is over. This is a killer. This is not. And then go. Yeah. Y'all want to give me more money? Yeah. Y'all want to sign shocked. me? Y'all want to sign me to a deal? I was shocked. And then you sign the deal. Mm -hmm. um, and then you finish out your time in in in, in, uh, in Dallas. But even when you come back, your stock is still rising. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. And then you get back out there on the market. Yeah, so then uh, four years go back, and they gave me the four-year deal. Uh, four years goes by, uh, three-year captain over there in Dallas. Man, we had our ups and downs, playoffs a couple of times. So it was, it was a good run. And I really thought, you know, they was going – it was 2016 16. was my last year there. And I'm thinking, oh. That was the year. We rolling. We 13-3, and three, young Dak, young win the, Zeke. You win a division. Win a division. Number, number one, one seed. seed. Number one seed. Number one seed. I'm thinking, oh, we, we, gonna, we rolling. Right. You know, this is this it. Is we it. got this. Green Bay coming in here. Boogie man. Man. That man, Boogie Man, Aaron Rodgers, dog, Boogie Man. He, he, a, he, a man. <laughs> he just a dream killer, man. Like, I, and and it's what's crazy is like, man, we was we 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 got after him earlier that year. We went to Lambeau Field and, and crushed him. I picked him off. Couple cats picked him off. And man, they came in there, and it was just like a whole new guy. Like, and he was just out there, just flinging it. You know how he does it with the flick man, of the wrist, flick. man. It's sixty yard bomb here, sixty yard bomb Insane. there. And we had a couple of veteran cats, but we were a majority young group. It was a young group. So 
I guess a lot of us weren't really ready for that moment when you talk about the first playoff action. Like they didn't understand it was a different level from regular season to postseason. And like I said, this was young. This was rookie year Dak, rookie year Zeke. And so we came out a little slow offensively and defensively because Aaron Rodgers was going up and down the field. And then in the second half, the light switched, and we came all the way back. But by that time, it was like, man, where was, was this too much? It was too much to overcome. And we still had a shot. And then Aaron Rodgers, man, third and 25, man, this dude – Flick of wrist, fine <laughs> I, I want to stay right there for a second because you 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 had a a point that I know people are gonna want to talk about. Okay, and you had an inside perspective on it. You said young Dak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For so sure. this is the time, 2016, where I don't want to say it was a passing of the torch, but it was the <laughs> passing of a torch, right? Yeah. And so the team yeah. had to had to make a decision. It was we can't go back to Tony. Oh yeah. Right, and, and now we're 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 full steam ahead with this young cat. Yeah, it was, and it was, and it was wow, man. And that, that I've never in my life seen a situation. I want go to, ahead, go ahead. but I don't want to cut you off. But give me the dynamics of the locker room because you said it. We had some veteran cats in there. That's because you talk about a veteran cat. That mean they 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 were in the Romo era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you had a bunch of new cats. You had the Zeeks of the worlds. Yeah, you flavor. had the young cats of the worlds, yeah. and they were like, we with this new Joker. And how was the dynamic in the locker room between was it was it split down the middle? Was it like posses? It was like, nah, I'm team, I'm team Romo. Yo, I'm team Dak. Like, how was it? It was crazy because I'll take it all the way back to, to training camp. When we first saw Dak, it was at the LA Coliseum preseason game against the Rams. And I'm thinking, first I'm thinking, man, why the hell am I even playing? Like, what man, why first, why y'all got me out here? I'm mad. Half of the cats over there, but that's besides the point. Yes, but I was sick too. Like, why the why am I playing? Home where everybody dance, chilling. But anyways, um, so we get, you know, I see him for the first time live. And in training camp, you know, he got a strong arm, young dude. He, he going to be all right. But when I saw him on the actual field, even though it was a preseason game, he was going against the Rams once. And I saw him drive that ball from the 20, and he threw a little fade to Dez for the – I said, oh, he, he got a little flavor. Nowhere near thinking he's going to be able to start or anything like that. But I'm like, oh, this dude, he got something. He got something. There was no more of that because before he got there, the backups were, no disrespect, but Kellen Moore. Uh, showers. Showers. Um, yeah. It was a guy paid for the Patriots. Castle. And – Anytime Romo went down, we was oh, that's the game. It's over with. So there was, I was like, all right, there's no more of that. We got a solid backup, in, you know, thinking. And so when Romo goes down, second game, I think it was second or third game maybe. Oh, no, he went down in the no, preseason. Yeah. To Seattle. And when that first game came out, and I think we lost the first one, to be honest with you. I think we lost that one. But then we went on a run, like six or seven straight. And I knew then it was like there's no way we can go back to nine. There's no way we can go back to Roma with the momentum as it is. If it was like two or three games, I'm like, all right, you, you got to give nine his, his shot, shot again. But it was just a run, and the run was spectacular. It wasn't like, you know, it was a run where we barely scraping by. I mean, we scraping teams up. You know, Zeke was out there just looking like a straight monster. Dak, after the play action, was going crazy. Dez was going crazy that year. So, we rolling, and it even got to the point where it was around Christmas time. Around Christmas time, and Romo was like on his way back. He might be back for the next week, maybe the next two weeks. He's starting to throw the ball a little bit out there. And it got to the point where I'm sitting there. I'm like, we, we might go back to nine. I don't know. And then Witten, Witten of all cats. And you, and you know how Witten was in that locker room with, with Romo. Like they was, they still to this day probably best friends, whatever the case may be. But when Witten said, you know, no, nah, this is, 
this is this is this is fours go basically like this is this is Dak squad we got we got to ride with this man wow that's when it was like oh okay that, that's where we're going now that's what I was seeing out there you know there's an even deeper yeah, level to of it course, of, course. of course but because on the defensive side of the ball we don't want to get too much into that but from what we were seeing it's a locker room just a locker room the, the, yeah the it was vibe. what was the, the vibe in the it was always everybody was on was was like yo Dak got a ride and there's nothing against you know Tony because Tony you know did all he could but. You can't stop them at momentum like that. Like once momentum starts rolling, it's like an unstoppable force, man. You you can't get in the way of that. Right. And now, you know, looking back, I'm like, in that situation, maybe Romo might have pulled that that game out versus the Packers. Maybe he would have been ready for that that postseason, you know, game against them. But at the end of the day, you, you had to ride with that momentum and that train because it, it was unstoppable, man. He was he, the way they took off was a two one four whatever they was they had, man. It was a whole wave, man, and. What's crazy is I've been on a lot of squads, but that 2016 squad was the first time where you know how you usually do um, the defense do their own rookie dinner, offense do their own rookie dinner. That was like it was a, it was a group collab. It was offense, defense, all doing this dinner at the same time. Like now that who, was one of the who, tightest teams I've ever did, been like, around. Who was the orchestra behind that? Was that a, a, like a that Dak was like thing? yeah, it was like no, it wasn't. It wasn't Dak. wasn't It wasn't none. It was a leadership committee. So you know, Garrett and his whole <laughs> you know I used to add them things going. But anyway, it was uh the committee basically it was eleven of us, and we was just unworld tight. And I think a lot of it had to do was. Well, we were young in some parts, but then a lot of the veterans understood that the young guys could bring a lot to this team. And they weren't just kind of shunning them to the side, like, ah, when they play, they play. No, nah, they was getting them young boys ready, and that got us together as a group. And that was the tightest team I've ever been on, ever been in my life been on. That was the tightest group. And I think that's why we were so good that regular season. Too bad we couldn't, you know, turn it in you know, during the playoffs. But, yeah, I think what made that team so special was, like, everybody was all for one pretty much. And then you leave Dallas, and now you re-up. Yeah, the re-up was, yeah. The re-up was, was nice. It was nice, The man. first contact was good. It was this, decent. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? This, the next nice re-up little, was. But then it was the re-up. The re-up was Shaq Khan. Shout out to Shaq Khan and them boys. You, but, ended up, you ended up in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. And so so tell me about, like, tell me that. Walk me through just the whole transition of it, of my departure from Dallas and then my, my re-up in, in Jacksonville. So Dallas, I thought. Throughout the season, I'm like, I'm coming back to Dallas. Like, I'm having the best season I've had right. as a pro up to this point. You're thinking, like, here come contract like, number two. Hey, man, hey, here it comes. I'm right. going to re-up here and then call it a day after this. My This will be my, what? Yeah, this will be my third contract if you count the rookie joint. So, I'm thinking, I'm going to re-up here and everything's going to be straight. I'm playing well. Team is rolling. And then my guy comes downstairs about week eight or nine. Um, I think his name's Adam. Kind of, you know, big, heavy Todd. set ball. Todd? Todd? The, the kind of bald cat, heavy set. He's a, he's basically the guy that does all okay. the con- like yeah, the contrast. I know Todd, Todd Williams, and they all do. So it might be Adam. But, you know, he comes, so he comes down in our locker room over there at the Ford Field. He sits down next to me. You know, the media's all around. Hits me on the legs. Hey, man, just want to tell you, man, uh, you probably going to get more out there on the, on the open market. And I'm sitting there like, huh, what you – Wait, what? Open market? I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about free agency. I'm right. thinking, I'm coming right back here. Like, what you mean? And then he kind of just stood up and left out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so then I'm sitting there like, wow, okay. So I call my agent like, man, like, you know, he basically told me that. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's basically meaning that they're not going to they're not gonna offer you nothing. They're not going to offer you something that's respectable. So I had a respect for you to let you know, like, hey, man, just – 
you ain't, you ain't coming back next year. Basically. After this shit, this is it. This is it. Right. So my mindset from there on out was, it's, it's me. It's I got to make plays. Like, it's, I ain't, man, team, all that. I don't get I need to make plays. I need to be straight splash plays. I need to be out there. So I ended up having a great year the rest of the year. Balled out was uh, number three safety as far as, you know, free agents coming out and on the board and all that crazy stuff. And I knew I was a day one guy, so I knew about the contract three days before it right. it, it kind of dropped. So, yeah, I got my last little, you know, goodbyes to everybody, you know, Britt Brown, all the, the training staff that got me through my Achilles and everybody. Everything was all good. And then, uh, yeah, I bumped up. I was gone. I was on the next flight to Jacksonville, man. No looking back. So you get to Jacksonville, and, and, and you kind of continue the success. Yeah, right? so, yep. So I you was guys, I signed there four years. I only played there twice, but that – that 16 was was my best year, and then 17 was the best year I've ever had as a pro. And that's so Saxonville. That was Saxonville. That's that Saxonville. Year. That's when everybody was sleeping on us, came in there, and I knew we had a good squad because we had a lot of great leadership. We had Calais Campbell yeah, was in there. Too bad y'all had Blake Bortles. Yeah, which I had no idea he the boat was like that. I had no idea. I thought I'm like you, NFL quarterback. Right. I never played against Blake, so right. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess he's gonna be all right. And man, we had probably we definitely had the best defense I ever played. Right, on. you had Clay's Campbell, Clay's like Campbell. I mean, we had a young Miles Jack, Telvin mm. Smith. We had Jalen Ramsey, young Jalen Ramsey, AJ Boye, and mm. then myself and Gibson. And man, we went crazy that year. We had defense number one in all, every statistical category. I mean, I had four picks that year. I mean, we was we went nuts. We went nuts. And then, like you said, man. It, Blake Bortles hurt us in the well, AFC yeah, Championship. AFC Championship game. Y'all, y'all got all we got Brady. We was up 17 to 14 or 17 13 with three minutes left. And Foxborough, you know what happened. Yeah, man, he yeah. took it down. You know how that worked. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. He walked it. He walked the dog. Why, he, man, he, he walked and you the knew, dog. like, we up, but you knew, like, man, this dude get the ball back. He going to do some old bull. And he did. There's nothing you can do about it. There's like, nothing you can it's do. It's like, you like, I, I, I'm going to make the play. And then you look up, you go, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, and next gonna thing happen. you know, they on the five yard line. You're like, what? How did we yeah. get here? <laughs> Touchdown. And I'm like, oh, damn. All right, and so you said you did two years there yeah. and then and it, and it was over. Like, yeah, it was right? done. So, yeah, so as myself, you know, that was year nine, got done with year nine. And I wanted to keep going, but you know how it is. Like, I was an older player. And as I saw him, like, my price or my cap hit, whatever it was, was getting higher and higher. So, like, let's walk people through that because people don't understand, like, so once you get to a point of being a vested veteran, mm -hmm. a vested veteran, mm -hmm. your minimum can't go below a certain number. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Like mm -hmm. so, you have to you have to maintain. This is the rules, right? Yeah, so that's that how it is. You get yeah. to a, you get to year three or four, and then now, hey, here's my minimum. Yeah. And then you just can't. Every year, it kind of it goes up with the years that you've played. And so you can keep the young because the young guys right. can still have a spot. Right. In and there, so yeah. like so, your people are like, well, I'll take less money. Well, mm -hmm. I can't. You can't like, do that. You, yeah. and, and and reason why you can't and it's bad. It'll be bad for the players' association because mm -hmm. now you're like, wait. You took less. Now you devalued the other guys that will yep. come up behind you yep. in years to come. So mm -hmm. continue. Oh, so basically, yeah. So And I looked on the film because I, I kind of wanted to keep going. But before I worked out, I was like, let me check this film out. Right, let me see what I look like on film before I try to, you know, go back out there and try to work hard and get back in the game. And when I checked the film out, I, I just wasn't the player. I was, you know, the last couple years in Dallas, my first year in Jacksonville. I just wasn't that guy no more. You know, I, I looked on the tape and I was just like, oh, this guy's giving me issues when I used to you know, guard this guy with my hands closed before. But now this type of guy's giving me issues. I was like, oh, yeah, this it's a wrap. That's when I knew when I watched that film. And it was hurt. It hurt because you like, man, I still do this, man. I'm this. But when I look at the film, I, just, I didn't see the same guy. And I was just like, all right. 
it's, it's, it's time to roll. So through your nine years mm. in, in the National Football League, um, toughest quarterback? Damn. To ever play against? The toughest quarterback. When you, you know, you, you, we have all had those moments. You'd be like, God damn, I got to go against this guy tomorrow. Man, shoot. I'm a, I'm who, a t- is who is that quarterback that gave you just – That gave me just, Gave man, you fits. It was – and I played against this dude when he was on his MVP year and he was at the height of his powers. And that was when Peyton was with Denver the year he threw like 50-some touchdowns. He came down to AT&T Stadium. And we played him earlier in my rookie year, but I didn't play. I was on special teams. And, like, Sean was picking him off and Orlando Skandrick took a pick six. And I'm like, oh, we, I'm next. We good. <laughs> man, that was about three, four years ago. <laughs> he came to AT&T Stadium and wore us out, man. That's when he had. Was that the five-touchdown game? Yeah. Him and, him, Roman, him and Roman was, was going back, back and yep. forth. It was like final yep. score was like 49 yeah, to 47. Yeah, yeah, He had a 500 yards. Man, he, yards he did a offense. naked bootleg oh, on us for the that. tub. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this Had to wear in a blender. But he was pointing stuff out. Before, like, I'm and I'm in disguise. Like, I'm in a cover two for those that don't know cover two. That's when the two safeties is all the way back in the back of the, and I got a blitz coming. But there's no way this man should know. I'm nobody's giving it away. Like, nobody, everybody, they looking back there at me. Yeah, four two's coming, four two's coming. And I'm like, man, what are you serious? Believe it or not, I came and he had to answer for it. I mean. That dude in his prime, man, there was there was nothing like it. And I went against Brady, I went against Rodgers, Eli. I mean, I went against all of them. And in his prime, man, there's there's nobody there's nobody messing with him. Pat, Pat Mahomes close. I went against him too, but in his prime, man, I think I know man, the, it's crazy. I think I know the answer to this next question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Um, toughest receiver, man. You, 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 <laughs> you know the answer to that, man. I was on that side, man. What you? <laughs> Oh. I was there. I was. But to answer the question is Megatron. It's Megatron. To answer. Okay. But I was there twice, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. This dude. This dude. Man, he was. He was Demarcus Ware, but could run a four-three and was just agile and had hands like unbelievable. And I was there when he went for the record three hundred. 30 yards. I was there. I what, was there. What was what was Brandon Carr saying? <laughs> what I can't was I remember Brandon Carr yelling like like help me. Like like I remember Brandon Carr yelling that. I, yeah, re- it I was remember cuz we I don't know what we was thinking going into that game. I don't man. know what I don't know what I don't know what we was were, we wasn't cuz we was playing first we started out playing just single single high. I know I'm like that's, you, you can't that's, do that that's, against Megatron. No. No. You, you, and, no. And, and, no and, and B was a good corner and you but you no one who no can one. match up against no that? No one. And he and then we tried to go cover two, and then that left him one on one with the safety, and like it was just we didn't have a good enough pass rush to go cover two against him because you got to get to the quarterback, and that was the only time he you know baptized us. I'm, he came to AT and T Stadium. It was me, Mike Jenkins, Sean Lee, all hanging on this dude. Yeah, he's like this, and he just up room. and somebody I don't know who he was sent me the whole, whole poster with that one day. <laughs> all of us climbing up his shoulders. And just him at the top, just but it was that he was real, he was real. But in the playoffs, we shut him down. Though. Yeah, yeah, like forty yards in the playoffs. But those first two games, man, yeah, it was, Megatron. He, I, he was I mean, that I remember guy. playing Megatron in college, and then um, like watching him on the field, it's unreal. Like it's un, it's unreal. Like six foot unreal. five, like I said, four three, built like a Greek god, and could yeah. run, had hands, could run routes. Because sometimes you have big dudes who just run straight. Yeah. Like yeah. nah, this joker would run a post corner. Every day. He run a, he run a speed out. Like he'll run a dig and dig you like, on you quick. And next thing you know, you you got him and then you bounce off of him or you like, oh, I got the angle and then he just run by you. It's like, oh, this dude. Because is- that dude, like some some cats be big and then you could just bring him down with a. 
No, that dude was running hard, like stiff arm and cast. Like when you hit him, it hurt. Like I was, it was that dude was man. He was something else, man. Toughest running back. Man, I went against two two of the greatest, and I hit both of them, and it hurt like a mug. But so Marshawn Lynch, ooh, beast that mode. dude, and that was prime beast mode. Yeah. Like this was like right after he ran through the Saints that year, mm-hmm. and that's, we, the, that's man, the homer, homer, yeah, yeah, exactly. Him when I hit him, my helmet rolled another five yards down the field. That dude, he's tough, but but Adrian Peterson, man, that guy, he, man. He, saw, he, he was real. I saw Adrian Peterson. We were playing at, We were playing in Minnesota, up at Minnesota. I don't think you were on that team yet. Uh, Brady James was the middle linebacker. And, like, you know, it, certain guys, when you're – like, if you're defense, you may come and watch the defense play against our offense, right, your, opposing, your, your team's offense. And I wanted to see Adrian Peterson. Like, and I wanted to see him up close and personal. And he was, like, a monster. And it was like third and one, and Brady read the play perfectly. Like, read his keys, boy, he, I mean, he hit it. Brady, Brady ain't a small no. dude. And, and when I tell you the collision, the way that it sounded, he hit Adrian Peterson, and Adrian Peterson hit him. And Brady was a six chin strap dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, up here, yeah. here, and here. Adrian Peterson knocked five straps off. He knocked five of them off. Like you, you don't. I don't think y'all understand how hard you have to be hit yeah. to knock five of the six. Oof. He knocked one of these off, both of these, and both of these. The top joint too. That's the toughest one to the knock toughest off. The toughest, and I was like, "Oh my god!" No, he's wild. He was. I caught him. I mean, I even caught him when he was in Arizona, mm. and I'm like, man, he can, he's, still, he's still running. He's still running. He's still running hard, man. It's wild, man. It's wild longevity, man. It's All right, crazy. and uh, toughest tight end guard. Ooh, I'm gonna take it back to this dude. They had him with the com- not commanders. Back then, they was the the skins, but you know, out of Washington. Um, Jordan Reed. Oh, yeah. He was cold. See, he was yeah. the receiving tight end before yes. receiving tight ends yes. was receiving tight ends. Yes. Like, he and he was so crazy at the line. Like, that's what kind of gave me issues was guys that are crafty at the line of scrimmage. Like, if you just give me one little release, I'm going to just – I'm a strong arm you. But if you got that quick – and he was one of them tight ends that can give you that sauce. Like, you know, and he was – he was he was a, he was to handle. He was tough to handle, man. All right, this uh, we'll end with this. We're, okay, we're talking about modern day Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? Like like you got Dak and CD mm-hmm. and, all, and all these guys now. They're they're heading into the first round of the playoffs, man. Like from from a defensive perspective, when you look at Dak Prescott and you had an opportunity to see him mm-hmm. young, right? And, mm-hmm. and then he evolved over those seasons. He's in year eight now. Um, like when you look at Dak. One, I want to know, would he be a quarterback, if Barry Church was on the other side, would mm-hmm. he be a quarterback that you feared? Okay. Um, and does he have it? Like, does he have it? Does he have, what, does he have the look in the eyes of a Peyton Manning, of a, of, a, of a Tom Brady, that makes you feel like, boy, he's going to take this team and get them over the hump? Or is it just like, you know what, he's good enough to make us respectable, but I don't know. Yeah, his, if it was young Dak, you know, I wouldn't fear at all. I'd be like, oh, we can talk this guy into, into, into making some mistakes or he was going to be a check down Charlie type guy when I first seen him. Fast forward it up to, to year eight, and this guy has full command of that offense. You know, I don't know if it was, you know, Kellen Moore, you know, going his way. It probably and, and was. And Mike it taking prob- over. It probably was. I'm, I'm going to say it. Yeah, that's going to say it. Was it, Kellen it, Moore. it was Kellen Moore. <laughs> it was Kellen Moore getting the hell out the way. <laughs> getting the hell out the way. I, I'll say Jesse Holly said it, not Barry Church. 
I'll say it. He said it. He said it. Nah, but he he really has full command of this offense. And this is the strongest I've ever seen him. I know he's put up, you know, stats in previous years, 37, 38 TDs, whatever the case may be. But this is the time where I've seen him on multiple occasions this year. Take the team on his shoulders and say, all right, you need a win, you need a touchdown, I'm going to take it down there for you and get a job done. No matter what's going on, whether it's a high-scoring game, low-scoring game, he's become one of those type of guys to where and, – and, and you've been around these guys too – to where if he's in the locker room, if he's on the field, everybody around him feels like they got a chance to win. Yeah. And to me, he, he stepped into that category of a type of player to where if he's on that field, no matter what the situation, you could be down 14 with, you know, five minutes left or two minutes left. You know, we still got a chance to win because this guy's in, in our locker room and this guy's on the field with us in battle with us. So when you look at it that way, I believe he's become one of those quarterbacks. And like you said, with that McCarthy combination right now, I mean, it's it's – it's going to be tough to stop. It's going to be real tough to stop. And I think Dak has kind of gotten to that upper echelon where you want to talk about elite, whatever you want, however the rankings go. I believe when you talk about the top maybe five quarterbacks in the league, maybe even three, you got to include his name in there, at least for this year, at least for this year yeah. alone. So does he have it? Does he have? Does he have that, that it factor? Yeah. Does he have? Do you, we gonna see? No, that's not. We gonna no, see. No. We gonna see. No. <laughs> we gonna see, Listen, man. This is. Let me tell you the title of my show. What's the that? title of my show is Unfiltered, Unfiltered yeah, with Jesse yeah, Holly. Yeah. Not Ride the Fence with Jesse Holly. <laughs> All right, if you go, you going to put me on the spot. Does he have that it factor to do get this team? Do you feel like this is the year? Like, Do you feel like this is the year that he's going to take this football team to the promised land? Man, you going to put me on the spot like that, huh? Man. Mm. There's so many factors, no, man. There's so many factors going in. I mean, you got so many different factors. But, nah, to keep it a, keep it a bean, to keep it real, I, I do believe this is the year that he will get this team to the promised land. Will they win it all? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But they will get further than they have in previous years. So, if that's NFC Championship, if that's Super Bowl, whatever the case may be, he's going to get this team there. I love it. I love it, man. Um Tell the people where they can find you at, man. Like tell at Barry Church Forty Two. At Barry Church. On all platforms, you can find me there. Um, Players Lounge on DallasCowboys.com. That's Monday through Friday, pre and post game show as well. Check us out on there. Um, After y'all check out my no, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm messing. Look, it's always competition. There's never, <laughs> it's never not competition. You got I love to. Barry. I love all the guys on their pre and post game show, but I'm like. I got pre and post game show. No, what no I'm saying. Doubt. Yeah, no pre and post game no show. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find Hit sticks. Yeah, hit sticks. Yeah. So yeah, you did a couple, uh, did a couple, couple with episodes. us, man. Yeah. He did a hell of a job. Isaiah, give me too. one more episode. He might yeah, not hey, get a job. Okay. One more episode. Give me one more, Zeke. Hey, you yeah, he's, get, getting, he's getting nice I'm with it. I'm getting comfortable with Deion Say, and I'm about to get comfortable. You miss another episode, you might not get you might, you might not, not get, get it back. back. Hey, you might, might not, not get, get it back, back man. I'm, hey. I'm practicing on the on the joystick. I don't, I don't know all the joints just yet. I can talk ball, but if I get that joystick down, hey, we in trouble. We in trouble, man. We in trouble. Somebody and they can find you on a golf course. Your golf game, oh, man. Come on, man. That's, I'm cold now. Your golf game, yeah. I, I'm cold now. You nice. I'm nice with it. Now. So that I so guess. all right. So so is that the one thing that you 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 do now that's kind of eating up that competitive spirit? Because I like I play basketball now. Yeah. Right, because I mm -hmm. need something that gives me. If you're like me, you have that competitive spirit, oh, and, it, and it has to be. I tell people, I'm like, man, if I don't feed my competitive spirit, it could get bad. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, I'm, it man, gets, <laughs> I get depressed, man. Like, if I don't get that, 
if I don't get that that urge, that it's something scratch. Like when I first retired from from the league, I'm like, you know, what's gonna happen? Like, my, you know, we're always on that schedule, right. and like. There would be times that I, every day a song would just pop in and I'd wake up at like 6.30. Off of, not even setting my alarm, just a song going off. Because yeah. it's just like that competitive juice, so I had to find something. If I didn't, I went crazy out here. But, yeah, golf is that for me because it's, man, you can, you can go by yourself. It's you versus you, basically. Right. Like everybody else is shooting a score, but it's the most frustrating sport I've ever played in my life. But the most addicting sport I've ever played in my life as well. It's it's once you get into it and you really like, all right, I'm gonna try to get better each and every time. I mean, it's it's nothing like it, man. man. It's nothing like it. It's a rich man sport. <laughs> you won't find frugal Jess out there. Catch me at your <laughs> catch me at your local YMCA on somebody's visitors pass playing basketball, hey. um, or catch me at somebody's charity event on the golf no, course. No, no, One no. time you gonna catch me out there because I can't play it and I can't afford it, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but church man thank you brother no doubt thanks for having you, me man thanks for having me for hey, sure um, remember guys like subscribe hit the notification button tell a friend to tell a friend uh, you know how we get down man unfiltered with Jesse Holly uh, thank you to Barry Church for the great memories and stories man it, it was it was fun <laughs> it's a fun ride I know you guys are going to enjoy uh, this and you, you, you know how I get down man um, just remember and ask yourself write it down make a list does what you want want you back? All right. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out. <laughs>